Bobby for Horror is my favorite podcast. And I'm Uncle Lloyd Kaufman from Troma Entertainment, along with my good friend, Handy Capable Toxie. And uh, we, we, you know, we can't wait for the next episode. Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. Good very much. I don't oh, fuck. I don't know how I was going with that. Good. How you doing? <laughs> man, we're gonna have lots of that today, aren't we? Yeah. Well, what I saw, um, Razor Rob put it in the chat. He's like, "That's not Elvis. That's Danzig." And basically, Danzig is Elvis after a few beers, so... Yeah, he's drunk Elvis, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Bubba Hotep, if you don't know, is um, a possibly aging Elvis in a nursing home fighting a mummy. Yes, with a African-American JFK, because they died him that way, because what would be the ultimate way to hide him? This this movie is fucking weird, and it makes perfect sense once I realize who's behind it. Oh, I was going to say, do you know who did who did the Edward trifecta on this, Greg? Yes, I'm very well aware that it's Don Cascarelli of Phantasm fame. Don Cascarelli, come on, Greg. Cascarelli, come on, I'm American. Cascarelli, <laughs> Cascarelli. Boy, come <laughs> on, he did all these great Phantasm movies that we still have four more to cover at some point. Dude, I'm excited to get to those because, like I was told you, Phantasm Two is a fucking banger. Let's get to that one already. Oh yeah. Well, and we got some Phantasm alumni in this one. Did you uh, catch Reggie, the ice cream man? I didn't catch Reggie. Yeah, he was the head of the uh, the nursing home. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. That makes perfect sense. That is him. But yeah, like uh, we said uh, this week, we're doing Bubba Hotep from 2002, uh, written, directed, and produced by the amazing Don Coscarelli. Um, if I can recommend a book like more, it would be just like read his book. It's so good. What's it called? Like doing it indie or something? A uh, true indie. True indie, yeah. But yeah, he goes through like the behind the scenes of like every movie he made from like Phantasm and like then Beastmaster, then this and John dies at the end. There was some like cool behind the scenes stuff with this one where he was talking about like not thinking he'd be able to work with Bruce Campbell. But then when he finally could, he's like, holy shit, we have a big star. Yeah, it's, he's not wrong. That's When you're talking about, like, Bruce Campbell's biggest roles in horror, everyone goes to, obviously, Evil Dead, and the next one they always go to is Bubba Hotep. Oh, yeah, it's amazing the cult following this movie has. I mean, it's an amazing movie, but the premise is so weird. He wrote the screenplay, but it was inspired by this book that was, like, a short story about this, and the guy who wrote the book... And I'm sorry, I don't have the name here, but he didn't like how Elvis just kind of died unceremoniously, you know, ODing on the toilet. And so he's like, that's the king of rock and roll. He should have had like a more heroic end. And so he's writing all these stories about him fighting a mummy. Then the next one was going to be like a vampire and all this crazy stuff, like just different ways that Elvis could have gone out. Oh, yeah. I almost wish they wouldn't have made Elvis so old in this movie. So Bruce Campbell could have maybe done like a couple more of those like yeah have him fight a vampire now 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, they did keep it going in comic form. Oh, good. Well, I think he teamed up with um, Ash at some point. Yeah, that Bubba Hotep meets Army of Darkness. Yeah. Which, I mean, canonically can't work, but whatever. Well, you can do the weird, like, double thing. They've been doing that since, you know, the early days. Yeah, I guess so. I just meant, like, obviously the ending of this movie. Oh. Yeah, well, you, there are so many ways to write around that. How many times has it been, oh, yeah, oh, the Emperor is 100% dead at the end of Empire uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I was like, yeah, at the end of uh, Return, he's definitely dead right now. He shows up so many movies later, and that one didn't even count. <laughs> Just the line, somehow Elvis returned. Everyone yeah. gasps. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, they throw, it's a little, like, Poe Damerick shows up again for Bubba Hotep 2, and he's in his, like, jumpsuit, and he's, like, running towards an X-Wing for no reason. <laughs> I would like to buy one ticket to your movie, please. <laughs> With uh, Bruce Campbell, Elvis, and a Star Wars appearance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, let's get into this. You yeah. ran through all the formalities. Um, It starts off with dictionary entries for Hotep and Bubba. Yeah, which is hilarious, where it's like Hotep, and it's like the son of so-and-so, then it's like Bubba, a redneck term for, like, a buddy. <laughs> a good fella. Cracker. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. And we get this really old, like, old-timey eh, news report of a mummy that was recently unearthed and coming soon to a museum near you. Right. I, I always thought that those kind of things were so funny. They're like, come see the mummy from, like, the 20s. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they still do that. I have seen, like, one or two mummies, and I know it's weird, and it's me looking at a dead person just shriveled up and wrapped up. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, well, I never really got into Egypt a whole lot. Like, my mom was really into Egypt and would watch all those documentaries, but I'd always be like, nah, I never got, like, full-blown, like, really into it. Oh, I love it. Like, that stuff, I think's wild. I really like it a lot. Like, read some books and stuff, but... I'll tell you what, if you are, like, a big, like, Egyptian mummy fan, you're not gonna find much that you like here. Not saying I don't like it, but if you're coming here for the mummy, maybe turn around. Oh, no, it, as that, me saying, like, I don't really care about mummies is, like, actually, I really love this movie and, like, how little they do with the Egypt stuff. Like, I'm glad yeah. they don't, like, super load it with that, because it might have taken me out of it. Yeah, I got what you mean. Um, we're, we're at a nursing home in Mud Creek, Texas, and... A lot of what we're talking about here is going to be Elvis narrates, and it's Elvis in bed, or um, Mr. Half. What's this? Sebastian Half. Let's, right. let's get to this debate real quick. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and do this. Alright, you think it's Elvis or not? Yes. I do too, though, because they wrote it off perfectly, and that one scene of Elvis going to meet Sebastian Half, and then Sebastian Half's eating, like, cherry pie, has all over his face, and then comes out, and doesn't know the Elvis doesn't open doors thing and stuff like that. I think I don't even think it's really left up to imagination. I think it's pretty spelled out. Yeah, and I don't even think it's a thing of like Sebastian Half is actually just this old like Elvis impersonator that's in a nursing home now and he's starting to like forget exactly if he is Elvis or if he's Sebastian. I think the the story is actually true. <laughs> yeah, now that's under the assumption we have a reliable narrator, and that's all we can go off of, so I am going by what we're given. I'm also gonna say JFK is who he says he is. Do you think, uh, what's his actor's name? He's great. 
Um, Ozzy Davis. Yeah, so you think he's JFK who has uh, a sandbag in the part of his brain that was shot out and they dyed him black? Yes, just because of one little scene of um, later on, JFK is laying on the floor of his, um, this is going to sound so weird. JFK is laying on the floor of his nursing home and Elvis finds him and like goes to roll him over. But then, like, earlier in the movie, JFK was talking about, like, oh, yeah, you know, they took a part of my brain out. There's a scar back here and whatnot. And right before Elvis rolls him over, he's like, what's that scar? And there is a long scar, like, behind his ear. <laughs> I don't know. The Elvis one, at least, it gives more evidence for. I'll give it that. Yes, 100%. But I also, just in my head canon, is, that is also JFK. <laughs> okay. But so Elvis is in bed, and we get this narration about a growth on his dick that we come back to way more times than you would think. Oh, Elvis talks about his erections and had the last time he got an erection and jerking off and the last time he got laid. And later on, he triumphantly gets an erection. You know, like, it's so much Elvis dick talk in this movie. Oh, yeah, he's so excited about it. And yeah, because he's having a dream about, like, the uh, pussy like thing on the end of his dick is his ex-wife <laughs> and he's going to jerk off and pop it. Oh, who am I kidding? I haven't had an erection in two presidents and shit like this. <laughs> yeah. We spend a lot of time with this growth. He has the growth of my pecker. Yeah. But it's just so funny. Every time Bruce Campbell says it in Elvis, like, like you said, it's just, it's my pecker. You know, it's like, you know what's funny? I bet if they would have filmed this today, they wouldn't have had the old age makeup Bruce up as much. Oh, nowhere near as much. Because there's definitely a couple times where you're like, oh yeah, that's old age like makeup on a younger Bruce Campbell. And other times it looks great. But if it's like in the harsh light, you're like, oh yeah, now, that's what I'm saying. Do another one where now all of a sudden like Elvis is resurrected. Okay. He's a mummy now. Yeah, but he's a good mummy. Okay. Elvis slash Mr. Half's roommate dies, and that's pretty much the whole beginning. Then we cut to the meanest person in this whole fucking movie, the old lady walking through the hall at night. Oh yeah, where she walks up to, um, like this lady that's like laying there in an iron lung, and like rubs her hair and whatnot, and the lady's happy, and then she steals her glasses and walks away. <laughs> the poor old lady in the iron lung just is like, No! <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that's the one that I can see. That's what I can do now. And you took that away from me. <laughs> she just takes him, and then she steals, like, some delivery outside of another room, which is, like, candy in a big tin bucket. Yeah, she, like, steals the glasses, and then she steals candy, which later on she's eating, like, all of at once, which is gonna 100% make her sick. Yeah, I mean... Dude, you're at the point you're in a nursing home. Do you really care? Oh, not whatsoever. I am like, I am, uh, fuck. What's the one guy's name on my 600 pound life where he's like 800 pounds, but he's the biggest asshole ever. I never saw it, but that oh. sounds like oh, it. Steven Asante. That's who he is. He's one of these like train wreck people that I like get obsessed with every once in a while. I was like, oh, I wonder what Steven Asante's up to. Like he's married now and. Oh, good for Steven. He And he's on TikTok, and the whole TikTok is him saying, like, uh, go to my cameo. I'll give you shout-outs while I eat pizza. Oh, that's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the other thing about this movie, is 
I watched this when I was younger, and I'm like, oh, it's a good time. It's a little slow, but yeah, it's Elvis versus a mummy, Bruce Campbell, you know, fun times for all. Like, the older I get now when I watch this movie, the more depressed I get. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to end up here, aren't I? Oh, yeah, it's because we're inching closer and closer to where he's at now, where it's, it hasn't, it's been too present since I've had an erection. And I'm stuck in a nursing home. And now I all of a sudden think, who would I think I am? Bella Lugosi. Like, yeah, like I, I watch this now. I'm like, don't get me wrong. We're not nowhere near there yet, but closer than I was last time. I was just being like, huh? Oh yeah. I definitely have like a few more like creaks and cracks when I wake up in the morning, when I set up, you know? Yeah. This is one of those just like facing my immortality moments watching Baba Hotep. I'm like, I'm going to end up in some state-run nursing facility, aren't I? As long as they have a television and a VCR and I have my tapes, I'll be fine. Yeah. Some, some like, worker will steal your tapes and eBay them. They'll be like, no! <laughs> There'll be some mean lady walking around the hall while you're in an iron lung. She'll take all your VHS tapes. Oh, fuck. Take every anything you want. You're touching my Friday the 13th I've had since I was, like, seven years old. I'm coming after you with my walker. <laughs> But so the mean ladies at her bed eating all of her stolen candy and a fucking scarab beetle like appears and she sees it, looks down, misses it. And then it's under her blanket and fucking bites her. And it's like this scarab beetle isn't like a little one. It's probably the size of like a little under a football. Oh, yeah, it's huge. I would say it looks like almost like a hockey puck, maybe. Yeah, football's a little too big, but it's a large yeah. beetle. Um, It bites her. And she ends up. Almost killing it with a cane, or does she kill it? Yeah, she smushes it, I believe. Yeah. And then right behind her, you see the mummy in the corner. Cut to Elvis in his room, still all upset about his dick growth. Sees her in the hall, like on the ground, go, help me! She's dragged away, and I love he just goes back to sleep. Yeah, well, it goes to, like, these weird flashes of, like, you see people, like, he's, like, Elvis is staring outside his, like, room, like, doorway, because the door's open. And you see people, like, go by real quick, and I'm guessing that's him just staring out the door and just, like, going to sleep, waking back up, going to sleep, waking back up, where you don't know exactly what time is. Yeah, and just Don Coscarelli's weird time confusion. You can take the guy out of Phantasm, but you can't take Phantasm out of the guy. And thank fuck you can't. Ugh. <laughs> His roommate who died's daughter comes in to throw out all this stuff. He asked her to bend over and grab something so he gets a nice ass shot right there. Oh, well, uh, she, uh, she's going through, like, all of her dad's stuff. And she finds, like, a purple heart and, like, all these old war pictures. And, yeah, she, like, throws them away. And Elvis is kind of like, hey, that kind of meant a lot to him. Do you think I could have his purple heart? Like, and she's really stupid because at the very least you could, like, flip that for a profit because there are people <laughs> that will buy those. Yeah, there are. That's my Walt Flanagan, like, part of my brain going off of, like, don't throw that away. You could probably get, like, 50 bucks for that. Yeah, I don't know what this guy's relationship was like with her da his daughter, though. Maybe he was terrible to her. Yeah, true. We have no idea. But then, like you said, like, she bends over to, like, grab the stuff out of the trash can for what seems like 10 minutes. And I love Elvis's monologue of, like, because, like, she bends over and you can see, like, her butt, basically. And he's like, see, she doesn't even care. I'm basically a piece of furniture to her anymore. I'm so old. Like, yeah, it, it would be like a dog looking up and getting a peek, you know? 
Exactly. The nurse comes in and is talking to Elvis, and this is where we get the you were an Elvis impersonator speech. The, you fell off the stage and broke your hip, you got an infection, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, like the inf- infection put him in a coma, and like he was in a coma for a long time. I love this nurse. She's so funny. Yeah, and that's where we get our flashback to real Elvis meeting Sebastian Half, but they're both played by Bruce Campbell here, and the swapping places and everything. So Elvis, in this story, was tired of being famous, wanted to take some time off of being Elvis, finds the, I guess, most convincing Elvis impersonator, switches places with him, and that's the man who OD'd on the toilet while real Elvis was in a nursing home fighting mummies in his last days. Yeah, because I, I love all the, the, um like, young Bruce... Like, Bruce Campbell is young Elvis during this time. I wish that there was an entire movie of that, you know? And I also oh, love this great. thing of, like, people think I OD'd on the toilet, and I love pills, but Sebastian loved them more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, he had it written into his contract that could switch back anytime he wanted, but that was lost in a barbecue explosion. Yeah, that was ho- lost in a uh, hot dog cooking accident. <laughs> yeah. And it's great though because he's like he was still out there playing and everything he was like the world's number one Elvis impersonator because it was the real Elvis yeah where it's almost like well his thing was like I got rid of all the hangers on and all the fame and I went back to like what I loved of like I can make a living doing this and I'm just singing the songs did you watch Metalocalypse oh of course I love that show <laughs> do you remember that one where they decide they don't want to be famous anymore so they act like they're a death clock cover band but they had to set up their own gear and they don't remember how anymore yeah and like they're all like why are why am I feeling like this my stomach feels weird they're like that's hunger like <laughs> that's exactly what this reminded me of oh 100% but we get all that and then we see the real fall off the stage and everything like that so that's why I think he's Elvis is this whole scene here I also, like, love that, like, so, like, real Elvis is in, like, this trailer park now, like, living in campers with, like, different other people. And this seems yeah. like a nice little community of everyone's hanging out and grilling together. But I want to be one of the other people that gets to hang out with what you think is an Elvis impersonator who never takes off the outfit. <laughs> he never breaks character either. No, he's always, t- he always talks like that. He's always doing, like, the mannerisms, like... I would love it. That would be the coolest day ever. You know what's funny about this movie? What? There's not a single Elvis song in the entire movie. What? Which I don't, uh, which doesn't really shock me, because who knows how much they would have to shell out for that. I saw an interview uh, looking up some stuff for this movie, and they said it would have cost almost as much as the entire budget of the movie. Yeah, well, that's like how, um... Kevin Smith wanted to put the song Tusk at the end of Tusk, and he's like, it was the most expensive part of the movie to do. They did, though. Yeah, they did it, which I don't Come know. Come on, Don Coscarelli, where's my Elvis and Bubba Hotep? Yeah, even just have Bruce Campbell do, like, a quick, like, fake and, like, singing of it or something. There has to be some kind of parody thing you could do. What song do you think they would have put in if they could have got one? I don't know that many. I'm gonna guess, uh, what's the Hound Dog song? Hound Dog. Okay, and I don't know many Elvis songs. I know that and I was thinking like we get some jailhouse rock when it's showing them all in their rooms and being wheeled around and everything, being told what to do. I thought it would have actually worked pretty well. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. But yep, that's all. That's the only reason there's none. And then we meet Jack, aka JFK. Yes, which I love JFK in this movie. <laughs> Dude, I think he has my favorite line, which is hilarious in a movie with an Elvis. That my favorite line goes to Black JFK, where he goes, "Let's get." Decadent. That's <laughs> the candy drawer. I don't know why it's my favorite line in this entire movie. Oh yeah, where he has like every candy. He opens up his drawer. He has like paydays. He has baby roofs. He has like a uh, candy corn stuck in the corner. <laughs> I don't know why that just la- makes me laugh every single time. My favorite line from him might be later on when they're like facing off against Bubba Hotep, and Elvis was like, "Man, I gotta ask you." Uh, Marilyn Monroe, what was she like? And JFK's like, that's very highly classified. But off the record, wowza, wowza! Like... (laughs) (laughs) It's funny if you picture, like, JFK and Elvis as we know them fighting a mummy. I don't know why I would want that, but it'd be great. Well, I even love some of the character stuff with them, too. Of he, Like, he's like, oh, I'm Elvis. And JFK's like, I know. You didn't like me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like later like elvis is like showing them pictures of like his daughter priscilla i believe that's elvis's his wife oh, okay i don't know the daughter then but and jfk's like yeah i know who your daughter is like <laughs> yeah this is the big bug battle again more phantasm stuff honestly because this is exactly right out of phantasm one this is where elvis is going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and the bug attacks him you remember when they cut out the tall man's fingers and then they open the box later and they turn into a bug that flies around and they battle it. Yeah. That's exactly the scene, isn't it? Oh yeah, basically, 100%. We're like, yeah, Don Coscarelli loves giant bugs. Yeah. Yeah, but I love Elvis, like, gets, like, the bedpan out from under the bed and he's like, no, man, I'm not shitting in bed anymore. I can do this. Yeah, he does well, to be honest, though. He makes it pretty, I mean, not fast, but not bad. No, he's still pretty mobile. I just don't think a lot of times he's just like, I don't want to put through the effort. <laughs> you know what I'm glad they don't do? I'm glad by the end of this movie they don't make him like, whip themselves into complete fighting shape or anything. They're still, like, it's realistic and, I don't know, just better that Jack is still in the power chair at the end and Elvis is still using the walker and everything. I kind of like that the fight goes down that way instead of a uh, training montage of them limbering up and then they're fine. Oh, I completely agree. Like, later on when Elvis, like, is facing off against Bubba Hotep and he starts trying to do the karate moves and he does a kick and you hear his hip crack and he's like, oh, like, I love that. Like, that's what makes this movie. Exactly. Um, But yeah, we have this whole bug fight going on. He traps it in the bedpan. It gets loose. And there is a really funny scene. If he thinks he trapped it, he pulls it off and it's gone, but it's just hanging in the pan waiting to jump back out at him. Um, but he stabs it with a fork and then burns it on his little space heater. Oh, I have a quick question. I've never once used a bedpan. How are you supposed to use that thing? Like, what if you have to take a shit? Do you literally, like, set up and set on it? Or do you just, like, lay down and, like, you just do it that? I have no idea. Like, I'm looking at this thing being like, with all the effort you have to do to get on top of this thing, and then there's just going to be, like, a turd laying beside your bed like i would rather either a get up or just shit myself and have them clean me yeah no you just shit in the pan but do you have to set up straight or do you stay laying down no i don't think you have to sit up straight because i think a lot of people use it can't sit up so 
Yeah, which it doesn't make all. I guess it's just like trying to catch as much of it as you can. I honestly, my sister's a nurse. I can get get her on right now and ask her. I was going to say, next time you talk to her, be like, Brett from Dimension Z has a question about bedpans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he does kill the scarab. Never fuck with the king. You know, Bruce Campbell's just a t-shirt phrase factory. Oh, and there's so much of like Bruce Campbell-isms throughout this entire movie. You know Don Coscarelli kind of looked at him at certain points and went just like, you know what, just you kind of know what to do. Like, do Bruce Campbell doing Elvis. Yeah, exactly. And it just is a match made in heaven. That actor with that character. Oh yeah, I can't believe it hasn't. Like I said, like this should be like five movies at least, even if it's not in the same like universe. But Bruce Campbell should be Elvis in every Elvis movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm down for that. Well, and also, who's a? Well, I think Kurt Russell did an Elvis movie with uh, John Carpenter, didn't he? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was like a made-for-TV movie, and I still need to see that because I've heard Kurt Russell's good as Elvis as well. Yeah, I like Car- I like Carpenter, and I like Kurt Russell. That could be good. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, next, he goes to Jack's room, I guess, to tell him about the scarab, and this is where he's just laying down on the floor. <laughs> hey, man, you're on the floor. <laughs> he gets him <laughs> up and everything. <laughs> and his room is all JFK'd out, like... The grassy knoll recreations and everything, newspaper clippings, all that stuff. Oh yeah, he has like mug shots of Lee Harvey Oswald on the wall. And the, his room is also like all the other rooms are pretty like run down and they're like look dingy and whatnot. His looks like a presidential nursing home suite. He has a presidential suite. Yeah, where like it was well, the carpet is blue. He has the really nice big bed. The walls aren't like stained yellow. <laughs> True. Uh, he says that Lyndon B. Johnson sent someone to finish him off, talking about the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Elvis is like, man, Lyndon B. Johnson's dead. Like, that wouldn't stop him. <laughs> but the mummy had him down and was going to kill him. I guess what, did uh, Elvis just scare him away when he came in? Either that, do you think that, or did he just fall over? I don't know, because the mummy thing seems to check out later on, like what he's talking about. Like, with other things. Well, yeah, maybe, like, the mummy isn't, like, quite strong enough to take on two old people at once, so he ran away. Or the scarab beetle getting killed, like, distract. I don't know. Or, like, yeah, or is that, like, kind of a part of him, so they killed a part of him, now he has to heal more? Who knows? Oh, so now the, the mummy has horcruxes now? What's that? Uh, you're the one, like, who's making all the Harry Potter references all the time. I make one and I get the what's that. Oh, is that a... No, because I do it when it's, like, me doing the Snape voice, because I just like doing that. No, like, I watch it all the time with my wife, but it's me watching as much as, like, I'm just staring at the wall. Okay. So this is where we also get the weird addition to this movie that not only does the mummy eat souls, he sucks them out of your ass. Well, he can get them out of any orifice. So I guess it's pretty easy just to get someone on their stomach and just hold them down and then just toss their salad till their soul leaves them. I mean, yeah, what a way to go. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there's a a moment of like, oh, I got to come one last time, and then they die. (laughs) The next day he's trying to make a report about the bugs and no one's taking them seriously. (laughs) But the nurse 
starts putting steroid cream on his dick and he gets hard for the first time in years. And what's fucked up and great about this directing of this movie is you care. As a watcher, you're like, yeah! You're like, good for you, Elvis. You got a hard on. And like, I love how he like looks at her. He's like, oh, you want to uh, climb on here and uh, help me out real quick? And she's like, you old pervert but she's almost doing it as like a like she's smiling she's almost like good for you but like no mr half you rascal yeah and then like he covers it up and he's sitting there just smirking and then he does like one last little peek at it and he's like yeah (laughs) he puts both his arms behind his head leans back he's got that big grin on his face he's like i'm not even gonna try to jerk off i'm just enjoying that this is happening right now Um, that night, and Jack comes and wakes him up, and he goes, it's loose! And there's weird, like, noises and stuff coming from the hall. <laughs> but before they proceed, he makes Elvis swear that he had nothing to do with what happened in Dallas. Yeah, which I love that of just, like, because he, he knows Elvis wasn't, like, a fan of his. So he's like, you promised me that you didn't have anything to do with my, like, quote-unquote death. And Elvis has to sit there and be like, no, I did not send Lee Harvey Oswald to have you killed. <laughs> he takes him into the bathroom and there's hieroglyphics on the bathroom stall. Jack tries to translate it, but he translates it to Pharaoh Gobbles, Cleopatra does the nasty. Yeah, which I love like Elvis at this point is like, you mean you you mean to tell me you got me out of bed to look at some uh, uh Egyptian uh, graffiti on the bathroom uh, on the shithouse wall? <laughs> yeah. At first, I'm like, yeah, I'm on Elvis this time. I'm like, this is stupid. Why are you telling me that the mummy is, like, sitting there writing, like, graffiti, like, for a good time call blank on the bathroom wall? But it's so stupid, but also so smart. Because having the mummy attacking people in the nursing home, there's there's a lot to this pack here. Because they're easy targets. You know, they're not very strong, a lot of them, on their last legs. So he needs souls to survive. That's what he eats. That's kind of easy targets for him. But they also establish if the mummy eats your soul, you don't go on to whatever kind of afterlife or reincarnation or whatever comes next because your soul is just shit out. So the the him sitting on the toilet is oddly plot important for this part. Yeah, it and I love how they made where it should just be like an offhanded joke of just like, okay, why is a mummy taking a shit? But they wrap it up like during the end. <laughs> Into a major plot point, because a lot of these people are so downtrodden, they're like, okay, I can die in three weeks, or I can die now, what's the big deal? So they have to add a little extra stakes to it, like, you don't even get to go on then. No, you're literally turned into shit, and then you're shit out into a toilet, while a mummy is graffitiing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So her nurse is outside taking her smoke break, and she sees some weird flashing lights going on in the garden shed, and her boss tells her, don't worry about that something something else does this to say that the bosses are in on it or just shitty boss well no because he's it's a shitty boss because they're like says something about like uh mrs so-and-so is waiting for her enema and she's like all right i'll be in in a minute after i'm done my cigarette jesus christ give me a minute like why are they making this poor lady get an enema at like midnight yeah that's another thing i thought of it's like it's really late for that isn't it <laughs> wake up mrs andrew spread them yeah 
I wonder if it's the one that ate all the chocolates, and now she's all constipated with like chocolate shits. No, she already got taken away. Remember, she got dragged oh, yeah. out down the true. hallway. Yeah, but then when she walks back in, you do get a shot of the mummy coming out of that like garden shed, and there's also two additional bodies there too, just in case they're keeping track. Yes, Elvis and Jack are researching mummies, and this is where we get my "let's get decadent" line that <laughs> I just love for some reason. And, and then for some reason, they're doing all this research about this mummy you they know is wandering around the nursing home, but their door is open. Yeah, that not only is the door open, they hear noises from the hall, and Elvis goes out to check it out. Yeah, and like JFK is like, I wouldn't do that, and Elvis is like, oh, they won't fuck with the king, and he's like, okay, good knowing you. I mean, he was right though. We did it. He literally walked right past him, stared him in the eyes, kept walking. It was a really cool shot and reminded me of the autopsy of Jane Doe though, when he was walking down the hallway and the lights were just going behind him and everything. Oh yeah, very true. Yeah, that is a good pull. But he stares Elvis right in the eyes, and you get all these weird flashes. I guess he trades off some of his memories to him there. Yeah, which I don't exactly know why they he would do that. I don't know. Probably like, this guy's gonna die anyway, or he's a big Elvis fan. Elvis is the king, and this uh, mummy it knows like, oh, the king. Like, if you're a king, you're above me. So that's why. But he also still wants to eat his ass. I mean, it's Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> but he just walks right through the door. Something that's never really addressed again. That he can just, like, tra- walk through solids. But okay. Yeah, sometimes he's, like, a solid being. Other times he can just, like, like yeah, like you said, disappear out of nowhere. Yeah. And then the cowboy guy, Kimasabe, as they call him, who's always dressed up like the Lone Ranger, this is, like, is going after him, firing his fake cap guns, going after the mummy, and he has a heart attack and dies. Yeah, and I love, like, Elvis, and this is another one where it should just be so stupid and laughable, but Elvis and the lines and, like, the way it's written makes you feel sad for him, because he's like, uh, Kimosabe went down, uh, with his guns blazing, but he has his soul intact. Yeah, it's, you know what's funny? This Count of the Dead is the movie that I think we've got the most natural causes deaths on the Count of the Dead. <laughs> well, they, it, it does take place in a nursing home, so I get that completely. I know, but it's just funny. I never thought we'd have a movie that this much. I'm like, oh, it's just their time. <laughs> like, that I was writing in this. Yeah, the natural causes. Is a uh, is that a new stipulation of, like, if we didn't see him die? If it's natural causes, does it count? No, I, I still counted it. I want to know what other nursing home horror movies there are. There's got to be more, right? There has to be some weird subgenre of it that I want to go into. Yeah, we're strictly a nursing home horror podcast now. Yeah, we switch it. <laughs> um, the next day, the Undertakers are taking the body out like we've seen them do many times. But for some reason, this time, they drop the body and there's wacky sound effects to it. Yeah, which is, it's a little over the top for me, uh, honestly, but it's still really funny. This was the cops from Halloween, if you ask me. Oh, 100, yeah, the cops from Halloween 5, yeah, where they have the wacky sound effects. I also love how they basically set it up where these guys are there every single day. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have them on retainer. Oh, yeah, 100%, where they're there every single day to get the new old person that died. Yeah, 
Probably. I mean, that, in real life, that's probably got to be a big thing, too, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's got to be easy money. I would just set up my, like, morgue, like, right across the street. So then they just look at it all day long. And then we don't even have to, like, drive over. We just, like, have, like, a sled on, like, ropes that we just drag them over across the street. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> So it's just like they don't even put a sheet over them or anything. So like they hit all their friend, like old person friends are just like staring out the window as like George is being like <laughs> dragged across the street <laughs> to the morgue. <laughs> they start seeing uh, smoke come out of the chimney like immediate, like within 20 minutes. He's gone. <laughs> oh, this is searching the ground no! for evidence. George! <laughs> Fuck you! It's <laughs> just <laughs> Oh, fuck. You gotta treat us better than this. Shut up. You want the cattle prod again? <laughs> Get back in bed. It's nighttime. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The next day, Elvis is out there, and he's searching the grounds for evidence, though, and everything. And very good. Elvis makes it the whole way down to the river, down a pretty steep hill that will come into play again later. But holy shit, it is so funny to watch Bruce Campbell Elvis with his walker like staggering and trembling down this hill in the most awkward, like haphazard way. Dude, props to Campbell that like he sells it. I forget it's him. Like I'm like, oh, that old man's gonna fall. Oh yeah, because well, I mean, at this at this time, what do you think Bruce is like? Forty something, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure. We could figure it out. It's about it's almost. Oh, Happy New Year! It's exactly twenty years old now. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, yeah, two thousand two. Holy yeah, shit. this will be the first episode of 2022. Happy 20 years, Bubba Hotep. This is amazing. Yeah, It's there another one of those things we just haphazardly walked into. Well, it's not the date or anything. It'll just be the the year. but Year, but still. Yeah, 20 years later. But he finds the bus license plate that he knows kind of from the f- flashbacks. And basically his story is this mummy, like from the ad in the very beginning of the movie, was torn around museum to museum. Some people stole it. They were driving a bus. Bus crashed in the storm, though, into the river. That's why the mummy comes out of the river every night and goes to the nursing home. Yeah, so is the bus at setting at the bottom of this pretty shallow river? Well, honestly, probably if the mummy is thrown into, like, a regular river and everything, I imagine it would almost disintegrate, you know? Yeah, like the mummy at the at, in, like, Monster Squad. That mummy looks like if he got him wet, he would just turn into, like... A pile of, like, just damp bandages. Exactly. So even if they got the guys or the bus, like, after this, if the mummies, they're, the mummies aren't there, they're probably not thinking, oh, the mummy walked away. They're probably thinking, oh, the mummy's gone. It's disintegrated, destroyed. And he just found this bridge he loves. He's like, oh, I like this bridge. I'll live here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a nice food supply right here. I keep coming out every night. Tons of olds. Yeah, great. He goes back to his room, watches an Elvis marathon on TV, has some little introspective about all the... He never liked any of the movies, they're all terrible, all that stuff. Well, yeah, I love how he, like, he gets back to his room, he's dirty as fuck, he's covered in, like, mud, and he's, like, wheezing, and he gets back, and then, like, earlier in the movie, he had said, he, like, the nurse had come out to him, because he was, like, Elvis was standing outside, I guess, getting himself ramped up to go down to the river, and, um... She's like, you need to come inside so we can do that little thing again. So he can put the ointment oh, on yeah. his, like, weird dick. And then, yeah, so he's like, fuck off, woman. I'm going to do this myself. 
He's like, you talk, you patronize me one more time. Talk to me like I'm a baby. <laughs> He's all fucking pissed. But I think this is him like stepping back up for himself. This is his I'm going to be Elvis again moment. Yeah, I'm not just going to lay here and like have just people take care of me all the time. Where then he goes back and he sits down on the bed and he sees the jar and he like sighs. And he takes like two finger fools worth and like rubs it on himself real quick. Which I want to say he does it in like five seconds. Earlier, that nurse was on his, like, thing for, like, a good two or three minutes going at it. So I think she has, like, an old fetish or something. Or, like, she's actually putting it where it needs to go and everything. He's just blobbing it on there going, eh, good enough. Like, he's like she's actually doing the job right, and he's just like, oh, whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> um, him and Jack take day naps so they can stay awake at night, like you would do when you're a little kid. You know, that kind of thing. They, they call Jack, and they're ready to go do this and we get to ask not what your rest home can do for you but what you can do for your rest home <laughs> it's just like so many what should be so cheesy but for some reason co comes off so like wholesome and you're just like yeah go elvis and jfk say <laughs> so we're gonna go kill some mummy and their plan is to burn it because Jack read a bunch of stuff on you can burn out the evil or whatever. I don't know. That's what kills it. But right. so they get this like garden sprayer and fill it up with alcohol and gasoline and they're ready. So I don't know what their plan is exactly, but Jack's going to go out, I guess, distract it or they're going to corner it or what. But that's where we get the whole, hey, Marilyn, what was she like thing that you talked about earlier? And then the plan is on. Yeah, which I love that they're both like JFK gets in this like really nice suit Elvis is in his, like, full white jumpsuit again with, like, the rhinestones. Oh, there's this oddly badass moment of them walking down the hall. Well, Elvis walking down the hall and Jack wheeling down to go fight the mummy. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, where it's, it is. It's like it's almost like a scene out of the Expendables where it's, like, really old action stars, but they look badass right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bubba Hotep comes out of the river and Elvis is, like priming the sprayer pumping it but looks back up and he's gone he's very sneaky this mummy yeah well this comes in this is a good part where um where i enjoy that he like can disappear and reappear yeah like that's part of his power or whatnot i guess so is it ever answered why he's like a cowboy mummy just from living in texas for a while i'm guessing yeah I'm, uh, my thought was he's in texas for like a long time it seems he, I guess he finds some new clothes to put on, and, like, he goes to, like, one of those, like, uh, lines that people put out to dry their clothes and whatnot, and he's just like, okay, I'll just grab this stuff, and it's just, like, extremely generic Texas things. Do you think they're hanging their cowboy boots and hats on the clothesline? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I have a friend, Wesley, who lives in Texas. I'll have to ask him if he hangs a cowboy hat on a clothesline. So what, we need to find about a, find out about bedpans and cowboy hats. <laughs> yes, we have research. Um, but he attacks Elvis, walks away, and then disappears again. And then when he disappears, he attacks Jack and knocks him out of the chair. And he's, a, he's pulling, like, has him flipped over. He's about to eat Jack's soul through his asshole. And Elvis just soaks him with the sprayer and lights him up. Yeah, I love that this mummy is like, I cannot, I can take one old person at a time, but two of them, especially JFK and Elvis, no, I can't handle these two at the exact same time. Exactly. I mean, he's right, though. That's too much power at once. I mean, honestly, yeah, with Elvis, with it. And I love at this point, they start being like, all right, Elvis, let's go take care of business. 
Yeah. He's like, TCB, baby. He does light him up, and Jack is about to die after he got knocked out of the chair. Like, points at him. Now it's up to you, Elvis. Oh, yeah. And he gives Bruce Campbell the magic words again, which do not give Bruce Campbell magic words to say. <laughs> no, we should know this for sure. Uh, Army of Darkness, he can't remember the words in the thing. He mispronounces stuff from the Book of the Dead all the time. Come on. He's not the guy you want reading to you. No, as soon as that scene popped up, I'm just like, oh, they gave Bruce Campbell magic words again. God damn it. <laughs> but even if he would have did them right, I don't think these magic words were good. Half of them you could tell were just written by Jack. Yeah, well, he, yeah, it's really weird. And like, it's just like modern lingo with some of it. And he, and even Elvis is just like, I don't think these are real Egyptian words, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not because the mummy wakes up. He wasn't completely gone. And then... Uh, Elvis gets like knocked into the power chair that's still spinning around on its own and they fight in the chair it's like a car chase scene but very slow oh yeah which I'd love where like where uh so JFK got knocked out of his chair and it just kept going and then Elvis like puts his butt towards the chair and is like getting ready and he like plops into it and then like you know he fights the mummy some and then he goes to fight him again, and this is what you're talking about when the mummy, like, jumps on top of him on the chair. Where, like, Elvis puts the chair into, like, full, like, rev mode, and it does, like, a tiny little wheelie. Yeah, it kicks back a little. Yeah, it's like, there's no way this thing has that much power. <laughs> but the, it goes, tumbles down the hill by the river that he went down earlier. Him and the mummy are both down there, and your soul-sucking days are over, amigo. Lights the mummy up, mummy dies, but there's a stab wound that then we see, like, something real tender was poking out against something real hard, like, he can feel his bone or whatever. Yeah, he got stabbed by, like, some kind of, it looks like a uh, tree branch or something like that. Yeah, but the mummy's gone, he did save the day, saved everyone's souls, thank you very much, and then dies. Yeah, which, I mean, poor Elvis dying, but at least he died a hero and by a river. Yes, and credits, that is Bubba Hotep. Holy shit. If you ever would have, like, okay, so you, like, walk up to Joe Schmo, like, at Sheets. You're like, hey, you want to watch this Bruce Campbell movie? And they're like, oh, what's it about? It's like, well, it's Elvis and Black JFK have to fight against the mummy that sucks souls out of people's assholes. They're going to look at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it works. (laughs) Yeah, oddly it does. It shouldn't. And I've had this conversation this past week about what you do on the show this week. I try explaining Bubba Hotep, and it's a very fun thing to explain. Yeah, because if you don't know Bubba Hotep, if you go like, oh, yeah, we're doing that. And they're like, oh, I've never seen it. What's it about? You're like, oh, wait a minute. It's almost like (laughs) explaining Tusk of like. Yeah, exactly. Well, those ones that you know you're going to have their attention with. Yeah, but holy shit, that was, that's, that's a fun watch. Oh yeah, I it's been a good while, like you said, since I've seen it too. Um, I do remember the first time thinking it was kind of slower though, as much as I liked it. Didn't get it as much this time, like I didn't catch that. Maybe I don't care as much now, or maybe it just wasn't as slow as I remembered. No, I think I'm easing into, like, I like slower movies more than I used to. Yeah, I can take them now. We also watch enough movies. It's not like we don't get our super fast action pack slasher stuff, too. 
Exactly. And like fucking if you want to if you want that, go watch any MCU movie where like every 30 seconds is taken up by like 50 things of CGI and 10 heroes fighting like. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Not enough. Give me like fucking 50 heroes at once. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. That's not me knocking it whatsoever. That's me saying I think one of the reasons I can take a slower movie and enjoy it more now is because you have the exact opposite of you oh, yeah. fucking action packed for the entire two hours here you go <laughs> exactly dude uh, i'll talk off mike i just saw this weird movie i thought i was gonna hate that like the lot that don't look up that was actually pretty cool oh, nice. but anyway that's credits you want to get into count of the dead yes all right so the throwing with horror count of the dead is where we tally up all the deaths in the movie and we add them up to our grand total of all the movies we've done to get a nice big number last episode we did was opera which left us with a count of the dead of 752 where do you think Bubba Hotep brought us? Now, I have a quick question. Okay. Um, did you count um, Sebastian's staff as dying on the toilet as one? No, because it wasn't on screen. Okay. Uh, we just know from the story that he did, but no. Okay, I wasn't sure. I'm going to say that there are seven. You think there's going to be seven? I'm going to say seven death. To a count of the dead of 759? Yeah. Well, your streak of missing it by one continues. Because there was eight. eight? Yep. I was about to fucking say eight. <laughs> and I went, no, I always add one, and it's always wrong. <laughs> yeah, there's eight of them. There's 760. I'm not going to complain about more death. Yeah. We're, we're inching up on 800 pretty quick. I cannot wait. I can't wait. You know what I'm really looking forward to is a thousand. We're, we'll get there quicker than you think, dude. So what movie's that going to be? Uh, it should be the one that has, like, one death. Yeah, really. And it's like one of those movies where we're both like, eh, it was all right. Yeah. Hey, a thousand. <laughs> well, every week, Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do uh, stars or thumbs up or thumbs down. Because number one, Joe Bob Briggs does stars and hail Joe Bob. Hail Joe Bob. And number two, Cisco and Ebert did stars and thumbs up and thumbs down. And I hope that they got their souls sucked through their asshole. Yes. Um, I like to do something from the movie 1 through 10, where 1's the worst, 10's the best. And I don't pick that thing from the movie until right now. I'm trying to think of what would be really good in this one. The, a reoccurring thing in this movie is candy. Okay. Where there's the old lady in the beginning that stole the box of candy from like the tray outside the door. JFK is super excited about all this candy of like, let's get decadent. <laughs> Like, all these old people love their sweets. Yeah. So let's do candy. So a number right. one piece of candy, like a fucking shitty one, it's like, I'm trying to think of what one of the worst candies is. Like, I don't like gummy things whatsoever, or like licorice. I'm going to say licorice is number one. I like licorice. Which, well, that's just, but let's just say that's the Brett from Dimension Z thing. Because like, I don't okay. like it because it gets stuck in my teeth. And I have to pick them out of my teeth, and it gets annoying and whatnot. I don't know. Something about the texture more than anything. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the best candy is. Because I'm not, I'm going to say, like, I love chocolate covered pretzels, but I wouldn't count that as candy. That's chocolate. I'm going to say. Chocolate's candy. Yeah, kind of. But I'm going to say, um, oh, and it's actually, it's a homemade thing my mom makes. Um, 
there's these like uh, peanut butter chocolate balls that she makes and she just made them for Christmas and they have like rice crispy in them and they're like homemade. And you know, when your mom makes something like that, it's just extra special. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that as my number 10. Okay. I'm honest. I have so much fun with this movie every time I watch it. And I can't believe it's been so long since I've seen it again. I'm giving this eight pieces of candy out of 10. This is fun. This is a fun fucking movie. This is a lot of fun. So eight out of 10. Yes. I went a little lower, not by much though. I just went one piece of candy under you. I went seven out of 10. Which I was very stuck between seven and eight. And then after watching this entire movie again, I was just like, I had, I had so much fun. Oh yeah. This is a good kickoff the year movie. I think. Oh, 100%. Well, I, and it's also like an off-the-wall weird movie. Like, last year we did Slumber Party Massacre 2, which is some weird slasher musical, like, with a 50s greaser killer. This, yes. This uh, year, for our first movie of the year, we did Elvis and JFK versus a mummy. A Texan mummy. A Texan mummy, even. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going seven, seven, eight. Yeah, those are both good. I can I can live with both of those. No big arguments here. No, and I figured that we would be pretty close with our love of Bruce Campbell. Yeah, definitely. So, you want to get in next week? Yeah, what's next week, Greg? Next week was one of your picks, which will be a first-time watch for me. It is Skinner from, what, like 90-something. Yeah, Skinner from uh, the uh, 1993. Oh, the year I was born. Oh, there you go. But this was a pickup I did at that um horror that last horror con me and Greg went to. I went by Severin. Uh, Severin Films had a booth set up, and I was like, "Holy shit, Severin's here!" And I saw Skinner, which is starring Ted Ramey, uh, Ted Ramey, Ricky Lake, and Tracy Lords. <laughs> yeah, dude, with, I started it today. I won't say I like it or not because last time I did that was opera. I'm like, "Oh no, it's really good," and then the end happened. Yeah. Which I'm ex- really excited to do this one. It's such like an off the wall, like weird movie. It's also like a cool New York movie, so I'm really into it. It's been cool so far, so it'll be a fun one to talk about. Just if you're out there, do not Google Tracy Lords because you don't know what will show up. I don't know. This is a oh, weird thing. Oh show no, up. because uh, Tracy Lords started out as a porn star in the '80s. Oh, she was that's underaged. right. She lied about being 18. So she was underage doing porn. Oh, that's lovely. I do know the director of this movie used to direct porn, so maybe that's how they came into contact. Maybe. But then she went into, like, movies and whatnot later. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be next week. We'll be Skinner. So get into the whole spiel. You guys know everything. Um, Again, I will reiterate this. I know our biggest listenership comes from Spotify. They did add that feature where you can rate shows now. Please leave us a five-star rating if you listen on there or wherever else you listen to, but it helps us show out a ton. Follow us on all the socials. If you want more of me, I'm also on Geek Positive. I think that wraps it all up. Yeah, just, yeah, if you want to check us out on social media, just search Throbbing with Horror and look for the pumpkin. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, uh, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for uh, checking out Bubba Hotep with us this week. I had a great time with it. I can't wait for Skinner next week, and we hope that Bubba Hotep has left your brain throbbing with horror.